Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of In Full Bloom Podcast with me, your host, Nicole. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to more of what I have to say. I am always so happy to have you here and I'm excited to talk about today's topic. As always, we will be talking about new eras. History has always been defined by its various eras. The Romans, the Greeks, and even the cavemen have gone through eras of change and development. It is part of the human condition to not only change, but to seek to improve and develop, to always want to be better. This is essentially the case in regards to a new year, a new school, a new job, or even a new friendship or relationship. It presents us with an opportunity to learn from past mistakes in order to avoid them and ultimately morph into an upgraded version of yourself. New eras are common, but not all are successful at improving upon the previous state of being. Today, we will be discussing my three tips on how to maximize whatever new era you are entering and how to not only make the best out of it, but to always remain growing and glowing. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. We will begin with the definition of terms. I always like to do this just to make sure that everyone is on the exact same page about what exactly it is we're talking about. So an era is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as a long and distinct period of history or a major subdivision of time. Urban Dictionary, one of my favorite dictionary sources, defines it as a time before you did something that you no longer do. What we can gain from these definitions is that an era is a period of time where something new is taking place, something that wasn't there before. And there's so many different types of eras that a person can enter. A clean girl era, a that girl era, fitness era, academic warrior era. If you are a fellow student and you have never personally entered the last one I just mentioned, I pray that 2024 is your year. But these are just a few examples of the eras that a person can enter. And I think that the assumption about entering a new era is that if you are able to improve certain elements of your life that this will allow you to avoid some of the problems that were plaguing you in the past and that it'll stop you from falling into some of the unhealthy patterns that you were falling into previously i do think that this holds some truth but it is important to note that these changes will not fix the underlying problems that still are present, but it certainly can put you in a better position to address these bigger problems and allow you to enter into this new era successfully. I took a look into the statistics and I was shocked, honestly, but also not shocked at the same time because apparently 80% of people fail to keep their New Year's resolutions by February. This leaves us 20%. And so, dear listeners, the challenge today is how to fall into the 20% and how to avoid falling into the majority of 80% of people who cannot keep their New Year's resolutions. And so these are some tips that I would suggest and that I will personally be implementing to make sure that we fall into that 20%. The first one would be creating a healthy lifestyle. So I already know the picture that is currently forming in your mind, which is of a sweaty, hot, and overcrowded gym full of people who, as we've seen from the statistics, actually won't even be there in a few weeks. And this is honestly not a very attractive or appealing picture at all. But a healthy lifestyle actually includes so much more than that. This can even include intentionally eating healthier meals or less meals from the various in-school distributors. I know you know them. Creeping in, chicken in, all the ins. And also spending time outside and spending less time on your phone. And of yes, of course, working out. It is essentially making healthier choices whenever a choice can be made. 
This is because your body is precious, not only because it is a temple of the Lord, we already know this, but because it is essentially the place that you are literally living in your entire life. And so you deserve a healthy body, you deserve a strong body, and your body also deserves to be invested in. As much as I am a proponent of body positivity, I honestly think that there is great power in changing your body if you are unhappy with it, if you are unhappy with elements that can be changed because there are ones that are not so easily changed, such as height. I've never heard of a person who has exercised to the point where they've even grown taller by an inch or gotten shorter by even an inch. But there are things that you can do, like weight. Weight can change. If you are on the heavier side, like me, you can work out to lose some weight. If you are on the thinner side, you can work out to gain muscle and and gain weight in the right places. So what I'm essentially saying is that you can make changes that can actually help you love yourself a little bit more. Because as I said before, I'm for body positivity. I'm for loving yourself. But if there's something that can just be changed to bring you closer to that point of loving yourself, I genuinely don't see what the issue is with that. Because I honestly think that this is also where a person can gain a healthy relationship with exercise and gain a healthy relationship with making better choices in their life because it is not attached to self-hate but actually so deeply rooted in self-love because when I started exercising when I began my exercising journey whenever I did I associated with with hating my body and so I thought to myself that when people see me exercising they're like oh obviously she hates her body so she wants to change it and so it was like I was announcing to the world and admitting to the world that I don't like how I look But instead, it's actually admitting that you love yourself enough to change your body to get to a better place, to be healthier, to be stronger. So I think that seeing it as an expression of self-love can bring you to a place where you view it through the right lens because you can love your body, but still appreciate that there are things about it that can change. And so... That is what I would have to say about living a healthier lifestyle. Of course, you know your life, you know your body, you know the areas of your life that you maybe are not making the best choices, the healthiest choices. And I do think that after listening to this point, I hope that after listening to this point, you would instead choose to be healthier. Because guys, when I like exercise in the morning, I genuinely am on top of the world. Like I feel like I'm a better person than any other person on the face of the planet. Maybe I'm a little bit delusional, but it gets you feeling great. And it makes you feel like you've accomplished something at the beginning of your day before anyone else has, presumably. And so that's why I would champion living a healthier life. The second point would be about friendships and relationships. I do feel like a lot of the advice I've heard or seen in regards to navigating friendships and relationships is mainly geared towards how to make the right friends or how to choose the right partner and basically how to adjust in those spaces. This new era that I'm talking about, whatever new era it is for you, is about you. And so in regards to friendships and relationships, I would advise to focus on developing your own self to be a good friend, to be a good potential partner. Because like I said in my episode from Audio From Your Bestie, if you managed to catch it, I said that you can not only want to have good friends or want to have a good partner, you also have to be that yourself because you're expecting something from someone that you yourself cannot provide. And We do not support hypocrisy on this podcast. So what I'm basically saying is that you should give to others the same standard of friendship or love that you expect to receive yourself. And so some of you out there 
I may be like me, single, you know. You might even be hoping that 2024 is the year that you get into a relationship and you find, you know, a person that treats you right. And that's all fair and fine. But I do think that before wanting to get into a relationship of any kind, I think that there is such power in first loving yourself. I know you've heard it before. I know that you know that you must love yourself. But I'm here saying it again because that's how important it is that it needs to be repeated over and over again. Before you enter a relationship, you must focus on loving yourself, being enough for yourself and understanding yourself before you can actually begin doing all of that for someone else. Because the same energy and time and love that you are pouring into another person actually at times needs to be poured into yourself. You need to reinvest some of that into yourself because I I feel like there's a part of your heart that is reserved for self-love and that no amount of love or affection or attention from another person will ever be able to fill that cavity. And a person who loves themselves, a person who respects themselves, a person who values themselves will actually draw to themselves the, per- the people that are meant to be in their lives because that kind of self-love and self-acceptance it glows you glow and you attract the people that are meant to be in your life so if you're finding yourself you're chasing you are losing breath because you are chasing all of these friendships and relationships it might be time to take a step back in this new year in this new era and evaluate whether you are at the level that you wish to be in terms of accepting yourself because you are begging people to accept you when you yourself has not accepted yourself so that is something you need to sit down with and you need to ask yourself because self-development is something that is so important but its importance is in that it doesn't necessarily quite come to an end i don't think that self-development has a destination of some kind that you'll wake up one day and reach a point where you are fully self-developed and need no improvement it is an ongoing process and so you know even when you then enter the relationship when you then enter the friendship self-development must not stop it must continue to go on and on and on because you know it's it's ongoing the last point is about being organized and when i'm talking about being organized i mean being organized in terms of your schedule and your life in general i am so partial to this point because i love being an organized girly i love being an organized person and so my life could quite literally be crumbling around me but those pieces of rubble will be placed in organized neat piles in order of size honestly that is so me and so there's absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain in terms of being more organized as a person especially if you do more than one thing one thing meaning school or work so if you go to school but you like have a part-time job or you volunteer somewhere or you have a small business the need to be organized becomes even greater because you are managing more than one thing and it can seem overwhelming you know especially for my fellow students because you have assignments you have so many things that are being asked of you so many things you have to achieve and so my advice would be actually breaking it up into smaller pieces like start with what you need to achieve by the end of that day then what you need to achieve by the end of that week that month by the end of six months and then it all begins to seem more achievable And I already know that you know the benefits of being organized. I'm sure you've heard it many times, but there is such power in repetition as I have said before. Being organized reduces stress, improves focus, increases productivity. I mean, these are just some of the benefits. There are honestly so many more. And even having cute stationery or colorful things can actually help you feel motivated to be organized. What I like to do personally is I 
draw out a calendar for myself. Instead of buying the ones from the shop that look like everybody else's, I take the time out and I decorate mine with all the colors I want and I organize my month and seeing it all laid out in front of me and seeing all of the dates and timetables and due dates that I have, it honestly makes it more digestible and makes me feel less overwhelmed so that's something that you can try to do even the calendar app on your phone you can just try to organize it in that way but what i'm trying to essentially emphasize with this point is time management because it is so important to manage your time well life is short and what we can see at the beginning of every year is that the last one just felt too short time felt like it moved by so fast and here we are already in another year and so the importance of using your time well becomes greater with every single year that passes because time is such a precious commodity and that is why i want to challenge you in this new era to not waste a single second of it one day we're all going to look back on our 20s you know from our 30s 40s 50s even 80s and my hope is that we not only look to our 20s fondly with all the good memories and fun times but we look back on those years proudly because we maximized our time because you used the most out of your time and you got the most out of the time that you had the youth that you had and that you have right now because you can feel so busy and feel like you're doing so much but when you actually sit down and ask yourself what is it that you spend the entire day doing you can actually fail to produce a response that's making sense because a lot of that time is being eaten up by just, you know, moseying around or being on Instagram, being on social media, or, you know, just your time is just being taken up by things that ultimately won't get you anywhere, won't improve your life in any way. And so my hope is that after listening to this, you would feel encouraged to implement some of these things into your own life. Like I said, I'll be doing the same myself i have been speaking to myself the entire podcast so i will also listen back on it add to my view count and also try to just remind myself of the things that i am meant to achieve remind myself of what my goals are and remind myself that i intend to make the best out of this decade out of my 20s and that i cannot behave the same way that someone else who clearly isn't is and so there must be a difference between you and jack there must be a difference between you and jill because you know that you are trying to make the best out of these years and that is honestly my hope and my wish for my listeners and you know with that we've come to the end of the episode thank you so much for coming thank you so much for coming thank you so much for listening and i honestly had a great time i do feel quite passionately about the things that i've spoken about today and like i said i really do hope that you implement them in your own lives i would love to know how it goes or any other elements that you feel like you know i should have mentioned or that you would suggest yourself feel free to let me know in the comment section of whatever listening platform you are listening on or to just you know dm me on instagram on my instagram uh, page which is in full bloom podcast with nicole i would love to hear from you guys and if you aren't following that page already please do follow that page you know love to keep growing this family and i also do have an announcement i will be posting um longer versions of the podcast on instagram and so you know you can share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow this family and with that thank you so much stay growing stay glowing and as always stay blessed i will catch you in the next episode